Welcome back to Davy's Dating Dungeon. Having trouble thinking of a good location or activity for a date? Why not ask your date what they like to do? Sure, it may be hard to believe that other people sometimes have good ideas, but you'd be surprised. And who knows? Maybe you'll both agree to see me. Yes, come to see you. Welcome to episode 190 of Up for Discussion, an emotionally honest comedy podcast where we take your questions and dish out hot truths and tasty goofs. I'm Tom Zalatni. I'm Adrian Schoen. And I am Kate Bradley. We are 10 weeks away from episode 200. Wow. That's so cool. That's that's wild. Do we all get shirts and, and, and shower caps? Balloons. There need to be 200 <laughs> balloons that drop. Yes. We'll at least get shower caps. <laughs> <laughs> Of all the things, Tom. Just... <laughs> can we can we rent a room and have two hundred hamsters with us? Can you rent hamsters? I think we could ask enough people who have hamsters, and then oh. I think they'd all be up for it. I don't know two hundred people who own hamsters. You no. think? Like statistically, but <laughs> but they might go after each other. Like my story I told, where I re- released two to find one, and they found each other and oh, tried God. to kill each other. So two hundred in a room would go would be a bloodbath. I think yeah. that'd be an incredible party. Yeah. <laughs> Do people use shower caps anymore? Is that just like an old lady thing? Where Fucking like for the me. curlers? No. 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 I, I, it was life changing. Really? Beca- yes. Because with depression. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, sometimes you have a lot of difficulty getting in the shower. Yeah. Um, because it's such it's too big of a task and all the associated things. A shower cap allows you to go in the shower, but it like you don't wet your hair so you can... Huh? Have a shower, but without the whole, like, oh, now I have to dry my hair and all Smart. this kind of nonsense. Why not just a bath? You're already sitting down. Because uh, then you don't get out of the bath. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. I, I, I spend hours in a bath. Yeah, me then. too. But that's that's a plus to me. Yeah. yeah. When I'm high, yes. When I'm not high, no. Fair. <laughs> no. Have you guys have you guys watched Big Mouth at all? Oh, yeah. I love it. Did you see the new season yet? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they have a really nice depiction of depression. Yeah, the, oh, God, it's so good. In the new season as, oh. like, a big, just cat that just gets on top of you and you can't go anywhere oh that feels right really well done that's a great show yeah yeah you know what else is a great show cash corner (laughs) adrian jumping the gun on tom's segue exactly this show is a great show oh my goodness guys welcome to the cash corner the part of the show where we shamelessly ask you to give us your money Back in the day, if a group wanted to raise funds to support their project, they needed to canvas whole neighborhoods, ring some doorbells, bag some groceries, and wash people's cars for spare change. But our generation has it good. Thanks to Patreon.com. Patreon is a virtual tipping and rewards website that lets creators work directly with their audience to get funding to make the best content possible with minimal hassle and no awkward doorbell ringing required. If you pledge as little as a dollar a month to us at Patreon.com slash up for discussion, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Patrick, Gabriel, Kendall, and Candice Carlea, Thomas, George Poppy, Jan, Jillian, Killian, Angie, Sarah, Angelica, and Will. You'll get early access to bonus content, little behind-the-scenes updates, and all kinds of other sweet perks as well. And if you give at least $5 a month, you get to submit the featured question for an episode once per cycle on the show. Today's featured Patreon question comes from Angie, who asks, Being a Gen Y, as are most, if not all, of the UFD crew, there have been many reports about how we are lazy, daily $18 smashed avo eaters in Australia. Skeptical that we were the only gen to be ambushed with such criticism, I did some research to find that this issue dates back to Aristotle. Is there something our gen can do to prevent becoming the next lot of gen shamers? I mean, old people always hate young people. Yeah. That's just never stopping <laughs> that's the problem right because then because you grow and then you're different and as soon as you're different then you're like i don't understand that <laughs> it's like the simpsons line of uh, the grandpa like i used to be cool in it but now i don't know what it is anymore <laughs> like, it was something else and now it is something yeah yeah, yeah f- as soon as you feel uncool because you're not connected you get aggressive yeah yeah yeah, for sure. But the uh, there's the Flynn effect. I don't know if you're aware of this. It's that every generation gets a little bit smarter. 
than the generation before. I believe that. Yeah. Um, although I think it's on the decline. Yeah. <laughs> I'd also believe that. <laughs> <laughs> but I like, yeah, if you go, I think they started IQ tests from like 1910 or something and they make certain adjustments and, and every generation is like a couple points higher on an IQ scale than the generation before it. Does that <laughs> possibly have to do with new, uh, new, new? nutrients newts Newts. it it could be that it could be uh more people have time for an education right yeah not um all children are in labor camps yeah Uh, yeah yeah you know they they have nourishment and and ways that they can actually learn and Mm. expand yeah um Mm. so i mean it's a totally unfounded thing that every generation just looks back and is like because i i'm at that cusp of um actually gen x right you are like the the oldest possible millennial yeah officially and and gen x was always like slackers right you know and then uh millennials were navel gazers right and uh, and i don't even know what gen who's complaining like are they 18 now like who what is there to complain about they're not even the the next gen the zeds well, Gen Y. I think like, there's something after Z. Oh, Gen Y. That's right. No, we're Gen Y. We're Gen Y. Gen Y is millennials. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. Which okay. is I was surprised to, to find out I'm a, a millennial. Yeah. Yeah. Me I didn't too. think I was. Yeah. But apparently, yeah. There's there's us, and then there's the, uh, the ones before us. So Z. No, is, X, uh, is before X is before us. X is before us. After us is Z. But I think there's another one that are like 2,000 babies and stuff. Oh. Are the generations getting? smaller shorter possibly because huh. i watched a buzzfeed video that had um this really cool video representation in every uh from the, the their videos they have these uh, cool people and each cool person was a generation right um and they were like dancing or whatever um but they were explaining certain pr- properties of each generation and mm. had i uh, been a person who prepares i would have watched that video again <laughs> and had several things to share in this moment but it was really interesting to see how like what's happening with the government affects the people well duh but like um one of the, gen- the there's a the silent generation do you know oh they're it? like the octogenary oct- octogenarians what does that mean Old. uh like yeah like 80 year olds and okay yeah because apparently there was a generation that didn't want to rock the boat right they were just like we're just gonna follow the rules and everything's gonna be oh, okay I thought that's just a, another word that they used for is it a specific period or is it for the elderly no it's a p- specific period okay. yeah, yeah. Right. Is it like right before the baby boomers? I think so. Okay, because I believe that. Aren't they the greatest generation? Oh, I've heard that too. Yeah, yeah. that's the the before the baby boomers. Okay, yeah. they're and the maybe World they're War the greatest II. because they're also silent. <laughs> <laughs> Silence is golden. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I right. believe that. Yeah, but, I, yeah. I fucking love young people. <laughs> like I really do. Like I, I was having a really rough week, and I, I was just burning the candle at both ends and feeling really stressed out. And I, and somebody was asking me like, "Oh, could you get together for this practice?" And I was like, "I really just I have so much going on, and I'm not available at any of those times." And then they sent out back this message about like self care, and I was like, "Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're lovely." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Self care is a hard thing to like remember to do. Yeah. But I think that that's a big part of like not hating the other generations is, yeah. is like learning to take care of yourself and noticing the things that they're doing that would make you feel better and then doing those things with them, right? Because one of the Whoa. things that Angie mentions here is the like $18 avocado toast breakfast thing, right? Yeah. And like, I think that people criticize that partly because it's kind of, you know, it's it's a lot of money to spend on avocado toast, <laughs> but partly because like they don't feel like they deserve that kind of luxury right yeah and so if you see people who are younger than you who are like frivolously spending money on brunch and you don't think you deserve to spend money on yourself that yeah. way like right. if you like follow in their footsteps a little bit and say like okay you know what i'm gonna be nice to myself today i'm gonna buy an 18 dollar avocado toast for breakfast that's like a really nice thing you can do for yourself right and, and that's like the first step toward not like judging them for it right Whoa. stooping to their level have you been talking to that chaplain again <laughs> No, <laughs> <laughs> lovely Irish chaplain. I love Scott. That's yeah. ma- that's that's amazing. Like uh, like whilst you were saying it, I was like, wait, is he basically saying we should take the good things from the people around us and help use that to help us? And yeah. then there was a big like, duh, <laughs> that came up. But it was such it's such a lovely, you know, to just put aside your fucking frustrations mm-hmm. and and look at what 
making people happy and to do it with them. That's a beautiful message, Tom. Thanks. But it's also shifting priorities. And then it's looking at like younger people are like, you're dumb. But like at the same time, less people drive, (laughs) less people own cars, less, you know, like the, I, I uh, used to date a guy who lived in the Soviet Union and and Kiev and uh, in Moscow. No, (laughs) not that old. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, like in in some of those countries, it's very typical. Like in Italy, this is true too. Like where you'll own like a thousand dollar outfit, and you'll go out on the street and you will look amazing. But no one has like a mansion and nobody has a car. Like that's how you Uh, show wealth. uh And we're living in the Instagram era of like, um, you know, experience is is your currency for for bragging. That's that's the new way to demonstrate luxury. So you have to, you know, you go to Coachella, you eat a really good meal, you, you know, like you do those things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And which makes sense because uh, the baby boomers blew up all the other shit that you could possibly own and have status with. So, uh, you know, like all you fucking have is toast. Uh, (laughs) Let us have our damn toast. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Uh, Yes. Yeah. No, I mean, that that that's actually like a very good point, though, that like we we cling to the things that can give us joy because there are no other things that can give us joy. I've never had avocado toast. I don't really understand what it is. I don't really care if somebody spends $18 on it. I'm sure it's great, but I mean, that at the end of the day is also marketing. And I bet there's a bunch of dumb shit that they bought in the 60s and the 50s. Oh my God, so much dumb shit. (laughs) Do Do you like avocado? I do. Okay. Then you'd probably like avocado toast. Right? I'm sure. I I, I just assume it's just like a piece of buttered toast with like avocado slices on it. Is it? Probably. Uh, isn't it kind of like a guac? Oh, maybe it's a guac. Guac on toast would be nice. Yeah. I thought it was like made into the. I, I have no oh. fucking idea what it is. No, no I, I think, think it's so. definitely on it. Yeah, she calls them smashed avos. Okay. Yeah. Our, our Australian friend here. So I'm gonna guess that that means it's like an avocado that's just been squished onto bread. Yeah. Just. Yeah, they they, uh, they drill a little hole at the base of the avocado, and then they squish it really hard. It squishes out like a toothpaste tube. It's like, you know, the, the Easter egg where you put a little hole in the top and the bottom, and you just blow the yolk out? Oh, oh fuck, man. So many times where, like, my the yolk would touch my lips a little <laughs> bit. And <it'd> be like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's two I, episodes in a row with fake barfing sounds. <laughs> Sure, it's more than that. <laughs> well, I've, I've, I've been obsessed with uh, fucking BuzzFeed videos at the moment. Free promo, BuzzFeed. Uh, I hate you. <laughs> um, but watching a lot of the Worth It videos where they uh, compare uh, an item at different price points. Uh-huh. And it really, like, at first it was just like, okay, fun stuff, fun, fun hosts. But, like, seeing these lovely dishes for, like, not a lot of money, mm. like, why do I eat the same shit all the time? Why don't I go out there and have a little moment and enjoy something yeah. on toast? Montreal's not good with, like, food on the go. No. Like, they're very limited options. If you, it's, it's very much like the French, like, leisurely meal. Like, you can get a lot of really good meals if you sit down and, and spend a fair amount of money and, yeah. and invest in that. But, like, I was, uh, when I was in London, like, you can go to these, like, little takeout places that do these, like, gluten-free, oh, yeah. like, beautiful, fresh, lovely things that you can right. just grab and take with you. And I, I was like, why don't we have any of that? Mm. <laughs> yeah. I had an experience like that today where I, I popped into a new place that just opened up. It's a little, um, they're just a smoked salmon place. Mm. That's their thing. They do like, uh, like ethically sourced smoked salmon. Yeah. It's like all like Atlantic salmon. So none of like Pacific crap. It's like, <laughs> they have like very good bagels that I think they probably get from someplace that's local as well. Cause they taste local and like, they taste local. <laughs> yeah. But then they import a bunch of other stuff from Greece because they're like these Greek guys who are super into smoked salmon. And I'm chatting with a guy and he like he I asked him what the best sandwich was. And he says uh, the one named after the restaurant uh, Solomos, I think Um, he it's a it's a bagel with instead of cream cheese feta. Okay. Smoked salmon and like nice thin sliced cucumbers with a single olive placed in the middle on top of all of the like overlapping salmon. Very Greek. Yeah. It was delicious. (laughs) It was the best sandwich I've had in like weeks, but it took him like 10 minutes to prepare it. Like I watched the guy just like very delicately place like, yeah. And I was like, okay, well this could have been a really quick snack 
<laughs> but it was nice, you know, it was nice to kind of like get to chat with them yeah. while they were making it and, you know, they yeah. didn't have any other customers, so they weren't in a hurry. And I was like, okay, I guess I just won't be in a hurry. Yeah. I think that can be a criticism of uh, younger generations. Is And, and um, I don't think it's a criticism of, of the generation in itself, but we have all these opportunities to not interact with people. Right. And <laughs> I always choose that because it's... <laughs> so easy to not interact with people and it's just it's really nice to not interact with people and uh it when you do it it's lovely and you should be forced into that situation but also uh, we we now have the opportunity to not yeah yeah Yeah. and given that choice i will always not i get that i think I think I have to be in a bad mood in order to not want to interact with people who are making me food because hmm. I'm always like, like I'm the opposite. If I have the opportunity to chat with like a waiter or like a cashier or something, I, I do it. Yeah. No. I'm like, I'm going to like make this person's day slightly more interesting by reminding them that they're a human. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, wow. That's a good perspective. <laughs> yeah. As opposed to, oh, I don't want to talk to you right now. <laughs> yeah. like, please, please well, someone talk to me. I, I think about it like in, in improv, you will get criticized if you do a transaction scene, right? Mm-hmm. If you do a scene where it's just like, hey, Adrian, can I buy one of those sandwiches? Yeah, Tom, it's $20. Great, here's the money. Right. Thanks, see you later. You know, you, you get criticized for that on stage. It's boring. No one right. wants to see it. And, like, that kind of forces you to, like, in those scenes where it is transaction-y, to, like, actually flesh out the characters and the relationship yeah. a bit more. Yeah. And, like... I like to do that in real life too, where I'm just like, I don't like seeing this as a transaction. I like seeing this as like, you know, I am buying something from you, but also like, how's your day going? Whoa. Tell me about your fish philosophy. <laughs> so, cause I think that what blocks me from doing that a lot of the time is that I'm so concerned with how I'm going to be perceived mm. that I just like, get, I might make a mistake. I might sound stupid, whatever. So do you go into it with a fairly relaxed yeah. mindset? I mean, I, I go into it with a confidence of like, you know, hey, how's it going? Like, or, or just, you know, like, a, how's your day? You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, while they're, do, you know, while they're doing the busy work, just being like, how are you doing? Right. Because usually people respond to that, right? Yeah. If they don't want to talk, you're just like, cool. All right. My brother does that a lot. One of my brothers. And I always got really annoyed with it because I was like, that does not sound genuine. <laughs> like, <laughs> even if he's being super sincere to me because of this, like, unusual display of positivity with someone you don't know it's like no this must be this must be false this must be a lie but he he has great i've seen him have great interactions with people it helps if you like think of yourself as a regular of the place mm -hmm. like if it's you know if i run across the street to the gas station i'm on like a first name basis with half the people who work there and chat with them while they're ringing up my stuff right um and and i think that if there's a new place that's like close enough that i could like theoretically go there regularly i will just assume that i'm going to become a regular and i'm like okay i'm going to talk to this person day one (laughs) ask him about his fish (laughs) oh that's awesome a lot of fish-based conversations i can see yeah the the, uh the regular thing is has become a thing for me and uh mess hall at the my one of my improv teams at uh, ye old uh, near the theater and um, I actually gave the waiter a hug the other day because I was like, dude, when I come in here, you make us always feel so comfortable and like you allow me to be myself right. because I'm not worried about you judging me. Yeah. And it was because we've known him for years now, you know, and now there's a, a new girl because his shift moved and now we're developing a relationship with her. Right. It's like, yeah. it's so much fun. Yeah. Pubs are great for that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that kind of regular, you know, experience and you have a rapport with the people who work there and you, you know, like have that good conversation. But at the same time, like I'm not that concerned about what people think of me that I'm like, I need to find this Uber store, like driver's life story. Mm. And my husband oh, will right. do it a bit. And I'm always like, oh, I just want to sit here. Why? Why do we need to have this conversation? Right. And it's not because I like think Uber drivers are shitty. I just like I don't need them to think that I am super interested in them and vice versa. Like we could just have this transaction. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 A balance. Yeah. Yeah. A balance. Like when I was carriage (laughs) driving, like sometimes you give tours and you chat with people and sometimes you're like real thankful that they just, you know, get in, they shut up, they have their moment, they make out, whatever. And you just like on break for a little while. You don't need to have this conversation. Just (laughs) you and the horse. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think there's, yeah, there's room for variety, right? Like, I think that, like, taxi drivers, like, you know, anytime I chat with them, they're really happy. Mm-hmm. But also, if I don't talk to them, 
they just sit, they just do their thing. And it's, it's this nice, like, I think that if everybody who feels comfortable talking to strangers, talks to strangers, there'll be a lot more like pleasant, Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Pleasant transactions. But that would also leave freedom for the people who are not comfortable doing that to just like not do that. Right. Yeah. 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 It's a difficult, it's a difficult thing because like as a, as a, as a lady, as I'm sure you'll Mm -hmm. relate sometimes, you know, the, a simple chat can lead to a very awkward and dangerous situation. So it's, it's difficult, but uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I've been yelled at for just being polite and married at the same time. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I'm not surprised. Well, I mean, you're supposed to be mean when you're married. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That, that's maybe true. that's why I'm the only one here who's not married. So yeah, that's why you're still jolly. Yeah. Oh no, 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 no! You become Cruella Deville as one. Yeah. Once you're married, it, it's easier to actually have those social interactions when you're not out as a couple. Like mm. if you're out by yourself, then you're a little bit forced to to you know have those conversations with people but when people see you're in a couple they leave you alone yeah oh yeah 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 Yeah. well they probably just assume that you're like already having a conversation amongst yourselves exactly yeah but sometimes it's it's fun to meet strangers it's fun to be in a bar and be like what's your story you seem to have a hobo tattoo on your face like Tell me about that. I'm, I'm, I'm loving the image in my mind right now of you just like really enthusiastically jumping over to people in bars. It's just like, you have this thing visually. Let me let us talk about it. I, I, I do have something called the Drunken Inquisition where I just get really excited and oh. interested in everybody after a couple drinks. Oh, my God. I did that at Camp Zip Zap and uh, I, I made a lot of friends. I also probably had a lot of half conversations that I ran off and like started talking to it. I asked everybody. <laughs> you would just bolt mid-conversation? No, I, I I got pulled in like another direction and then I right. never came back. But like, yeah, no, I was asking everybody what fucked them up in a way that made them want to do comedy. Oh, <laughs> so those are like, long stories. Yeah. What's your damage? <laughs> I'm Julian McKenzie, co-host of the Scrum Podcast, a sports show I'm doing with my podcasting partner in crime, Tristan Damore, on the UpFord Network. Every week, we analyze something different from the Canadian sports media landscape. Lack of diversity, getting a job in the field, coverage of different sports, and answering some of the harder questions. Through a combination of back-and-forth discussion and high-profile guest interviews, we're aiming to figure out exactly what's up in the world of sports. Find us wherever podcasts are sold. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, Message in a Bottle, Morse Code, Telegram, Singing Telegram, Target, Walgreens, Bird's Nest, Dad's Shed, uh, and a crowded convention center bathroom. Eat healthy. Exercise regularly. Take cold showers. Avoid sugar. Practice yoga. Drink more water. Meditate. Practice mindfulness. Wear barefoot shoes. Avoid fat. Eat more fat. Go Try vegan. paleo. Do CrossFit. Drink bone broth. Try black P90X. Try a Thirty squats a day. Eat more day squats. Keto strong. Good calories. Get more protein. Avoid the dairy. Try a bar candy. Drink green juice. Encourage. Staying healthy can feel overwhelming at times. Sometimes it feels like you have to change all your habits just to meet the baseline. But sometimes. All it takes is one little change. Ether Kombucha contains four powerful probiotic strains along with essential vitamins and antioxidants, all in a delicious, refreshing package which helps regulate digestion, support the immune system, and aid in the body's natural detox processes. Living healthier can be a treat with Ether Kombucha. Ether Kombucha. Do what works for you. For more information, follow us on Instagram at Ether Kombucha. So happy, uh, uh, oh, hi. Um, can you wait on it? Oh, God damn, I'm gonna say it again. Hi, yeah. Um, I'm just gonna wash my hands here. Uh, I know what you're wondering. What are you doing in my bathroom? Well, this is very easy to explain. Hold, hold on. Let me, let me just blow dry my hair here. Uh... I'm here to tell you about Lasers on the Ride podcast. It's available wherever you get your podcast. It's a mix of comedy, uh, interviews, and the existential drama that only real life can bring. Now I'm going to go take a shower. Goodbye. I'm really excited to introduce a brand new segment to the show. Oh, wow. It's been a little while since the last time we did this. Um, so I'm going to... I'm going to smooth the transition by having already prepared something myself. Lube it <laughs> uh, up. Oh, yeah. Slick. 
<laughs> There's, those are the two sound effects now every time we do this segment. Um, so uh, this new segment we're doing, it needs a name. So once you've heard what we're doing, feel free to send us name suggestions. And if we uh, if we use them, we'll let you know. Uh, but basically what this new segment is, is uh, I mean, the, the kind of default name I'm going with is, what's the most ridiculous thing you saw on the internet this week? Uh, and I will... Uh, I will do it this week because I found something ridiculous that I wanted to oh, share with you guys. Um, so you know how you get like Facebook ads, like they, they pop up in your newsfeed, yep. you get mm-hmm. like promoted posts and everything. I got one this week for uh, somebody called Jared Heaven's Messenger. Uh, and I'm going to read you guys Jared Heaven's Messenger's ad that showed up in my newsfeed. <laughs> Clairvoyant, medium, shaman, exorcist, and haunted house specialist. Born with a gift that allows me to offer the following services. Clairvoyant, profound and life-changing psychic sessions. Medium, contact of a deceased loved one where I provide info about them that I could not have known. Oh, nice specificity, (laughs) dude. (laughs) Shaman, help those with sickness, pain, and disease where traditional medicine has failed. Haunted house specialist, I rid homes of entities using only my bare hands. Please get get this person on the show. Uh, Exorcist, I remove and destroy demons who have attached to or possessed a body. People from all over the world contact me for this service. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was just that was a specific note on that power. Okay, yeah. yep, okay. Yep. Uh, and then he has a list of things that he's been blessed with. So, um, <clears throat> Jesus Christ, blessed with a book about my life that has a five star rating on Amazon, as pictured below. Wait, he was he was blessed, blessed, okay, blessed okay, with you, a book. Blessed with a book he wrote. Sounds like it. <laughs> okay. Sounds like he wrote an autobiography and got a friend to rate it five star. <laughs> Uh, blessed with a video that has almost 4 million views and another with over 850,000 views. It's a bit of a bit that, of a drop yeah, off Yeah, I don't see why he would have. <laughs> uh, blessed with clients in over 35 countries. Blessed with having had a speaking role in a film coming out in November called <gasps> The Lodge and oh starring God. Riley Q. Uh, blessed with a gift that allows me to make a positive difference for people all over the world and at a fraction of the cost most others charge. Uh, and blast, blessed... Last but not least, blessed with the stigmata pictured below on my foot. Really? So I'm going to show you guys a picture of his oh foot. Oh my goodness. <laughs> just on one foot? He yep. only has stigmata on one foot. Just, that might be eczema. It's, it's, kind of, um, it's kind of a generous thing to call it a stigmata. He has a scar on his foot. He has, he has a, a scar. scar on his foot. Oh That's my God. not what stigmata is. Yeah. So anyway. Um, this sounds like someone did not refine their CV before applying for a job. <laughs> You know when you go to a restaurant and the menu's too long and you know <laughs> yeah. that it's like not very good? Yes. <laughs> they like list off all of the times that newspapers have said that their pie was good. <laughs> yes. And like every meal is from a different continent yeah. and it's all yeah, like, you're like, no specialty. You don't make spaghetti and sushi well. Like No, no. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> Ooh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Both those things shouldn't be on your menu. You should narrow it down. Yeah. <laughs> So what was your initial response to this, Tom? Um, my initial response to this was like, who boy. Who <laughs> <laughs> boy. I'm pretty sure that I stopped and sent Teffer a screenshot immediately saying, look at what just showed up in my newsfeed. Um, the best part, though, is that this guy's from here. Uh, I think St. Jerome. So he can be on the podcast. Well, that's what I'm thinking, Not give him your home address. That's what I'm wondering, is Mm. if maybe it would make more sense to call him instead of trying to actually, like, physically book him as a guest. Oh, my God. But how do you go through that? Because, oh, like, what are your beliefs? I have no beliefs. No beliefs. What are your beliefs? Oh, not that. Not that. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm just getting uh this I've noticed ads like this more and more on like YouTube and Facebook. Oh, Tom just found something. His face just lit up like a child with ice cream. I've just discovered that past guest of the show, Alexandra Villarreal Abrego, likes his Facebook page. So I'm very curious about Maybe that. that's why you saw the ad <laughs> for yeah. that connection. Yeah. That's fun. But it's just I don't I don't feel like it's responsible for companies. Like I also learned that there's anti uh gay ads on YouTube. Oh really? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, there's this uh gay YouTube star who uh reacts to a bunch of stuff and his fans got in touch with him and he's like, Are, are you aware that there are anti gay ads before your videos? Boy, oh boy. Yeah, so then he made a bunch of videos reacting to anti gay ads, which was hilarious. Nice. But, 
Like, how can they responsibly, you know, they just don't even, is there, is it a robot that, that sifts through what ads they're getting or? Well, yeah, how do you make certainly. that judgment call? <laughs> yeah. Of, um, it, you know, like, cause psychics and, and whatever you're allowed to advertise, usually you have to say it's like entertainment purposes, but. Um, right. What, that wasn't in there. Although no. he did say he was an actor. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I see your point. Yeah, it's a judgment call and, and stuff. But I just feel like ads that are specific, that are like clearly looking to manipulate people. Right. Shouldn't be. I've just found a, a post on his Facebook from uh, yesterday at 4.06 p.m. Time to slay some demons. Literally. Time to save some children. Oh, (laughs) my fucking God. And he chose that lovely sunset uh, background. (laughs) Well, it's probably the closest to burning demons that he could find. That's a good point, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Because this almost feels like, like, because there's always that line of do they believe their own stuff? Right. Right. And this person feels like they kind of it's so much fun to them that they like it's it's all true i 100 percent believe that guy believes it yeah 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 which Uh, probably helps him sell the thing because if he believes it 100 percent, then he's gonna be you know doing all the smokes and jumping jacks what are exorcisms (laughs) (laughs) demon take out i'm I'm sure sure ask him about his fish (laughs) <laughs> oh god you have to open a restaurant called exorcisms yeah. and you only offer takeout i'm sure if you investigate the bar is set lower than you think it is it's like somebody was cursing and cross-eyed and then they weren't <laughs> yeah yeah it's yeah. a miracle it's a miracle yeah. oh my god now's the time of the show where we jump into the turtle's butt turtle butt make the noise we have a lovely stuffed turtle here who doubles as a cup holder we filled his butt with questions from you and our audience there is a bunch of questions in here from indiegogo donors some from past guests of the show and also from our one dollar plus patrons want to submit a question for the turtle's butt give us a dollar 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 all right so indiegogo uh harry warshaw this is very considerate i like this okay how about at top five albums episode i think there's words missing uh so uh where you all discuss five albums that you're all times faves or maybe a top two if five will take too long <laughs> i think <laughs> that's very sweet that he like he amended it for time yeah yeah, yeah. i think two is probably yeah. better so two albums that changed your life mm, that's a tough call yeah uh i think joshua tree is one of the all-time oh. great albums isn't that a tv show you're thinking yeah, of Joshua's be. Creek. <laughs> Isn't that Dawson's Creek? <laughs> Joshua's Creek sounds so much weirder. It's a, it's a U2 album. It, oh, it's got yeah. all the good U2 songs on it. It's a great album. Yeah. It's one of the all-time was best it albums. Like, was it the U2 album that kind of like blew up U2? Yeah, I bit? think so. Yeah. War is also mm. good and, and a pretty big one, but Joshua Tree is real up mm. there. Mm. Yeah. Uh, big one for me is uh, Bad Out of Hell. Oh, and the, the sequels to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mostly I just uh, my mom had like a big like <clears throat> belch. Uh, my mom had like a big um, <laughs> a big meatloaf poster mm-hmm. in our dining room growing up that was like signed in the dining room. Oh yeah, love that. <laughs> love uh, that. Meatloaf in the dining room. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> <laughs> and it was signed? Yeah. Um, and like played a lot of meatloaf when I was a kid. So cool. I will yeah. stop whatever it is that is happening in my life if uh, I would do anything for love yep. comes on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I cannot function if that song is on. I just go into a mode where I have to scream along to it. Yeah. And then you clump with the other people who are screaming along to it. They used to play it at my office like maybe once a month so that I could just have my moment. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, it was great. Oh, wow. I get really frustrated when people like complain about that song. It's an amazing song. Because you know the, the complaint, right? Where people say like, but what won't he do for love? Ugh. That. Yeah. He won't do that. But but he fucking outlines it if you look at the <laughs> lyrics at all. If you pay attention to what is being said in the verse, he says like all the things that he would not do. And it's like, okay, yeah, cool. 
no mm-hmm. no problem here. Meatloaf himself has stated that it annoys him that people don't understand this song because it's very simple. I'm going to have to listen to it again because I'm a big dum-dum. <laughs> I don't care what he won't do. It's just fun. The song's fun. Yes, and the pacing. Oh, it's great. Won't do it's so good. Um, Have you heard Meatloaf? Here's a fun thing on the internet. Oh, he tries to sing the national anthem at like some sporting event. Tries? Yeah, it does not go well for him. I don't know what happened to Meatloaf, oh, no. but it just really Is fell it apart. Recent? I, in the last few years. Oh no, Meat. No, it's not good. I, he forgot like how to sing at some point, and it's real sad. But oh, <laughs> I hope yeah. someone gave him a hot dog. <laughs> I'm sure they did. The uh, Wikipedia page for. Meatloaf's I Would Do Anything for Love, but I Won't Do That has a section called Perceived Ambiguity of That. (laughs) (laughs) Meatloaf says that the question, what is that, is one of the most popular questions he has asked. Each verse mentions two things that the man would do for love, followed by one thing that he will not do. (laughs) The title phase repetition reasserts that he won't do that. Each mention of that is a reference to a particular promise that he made earlier in the same verse. The four things he says he will never do are forget the way you feel right now, Forgive myself if we don't go all the way tonight. Do it better than I do it with you. Stop dreaming of you every night of my life. Hmm. Yeah. Whoa, did I just blank those lines out? Also, <laughs> he won't forgive himself if they go, don't go to bed together that night? Come on, meatloaf. I mean, you know. Come on, meat. <laughs> he knows what he wants. Put your meat in the freezer. <laughs> huh. Yeah, that's not a very pro-consent. No, it's not. It's not. For, yeah. for moi, uh, I don't know the album. Uh, it's Boys to Men, uh, the one with On Bended Knee. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to that tape for <laughs> many hours and then purchased the CD when that was available. And mm-hmm. Yeah, Boys to Men. I mean, uh, as I, I probably stated before, Boys to Men completely screwed up my notion of what oh, sure. romantic love is. <laughs> um, but that and Disney just fucked me up. Oh, and my father. Um <laughs> But <laughs> um, I just love that I would spend hours and hours singing those songs, and mm. they're they're so talented. Yeah, they really are. Yeah. A second album for me would be. Oh man, I feel I feel very, very embarrassed to admit this, but um, the uh, Shaggy. No, <laughs> um, it wasn't me. <laughs> Maroon Five songs about Jane, which is the the Maroon Five album that all the like. Maroon 5 songs are on. Uh-huh. Uh, she Will Be Loved, Sunday Morning. Was that their first biggie? I think so, yeah. Okay. yeah. It was is it like, a compilation or is it no, just no. a... Po- okay. Yeah. Uh, it's it's like a very good album and it was back when they were sort of a bit more like like kind of nasty rock pop right. instead of what they are now, which is very like... You pop, know. pop, 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 yeah. pop. Which well, like to their credit, like they did that because they're very good pop artists, right? Like they, they know how to make songs that will get them shit tons of money. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like their old stuff better. I, <laughs> I agree. Well, although I'd have to listen to the old stuff because maybe he talks the same way, but his like he gets away with the like, horrible lyrics oh. because of the music being like so, mm. like a couple at least Two or three songs that I've heard now involve him being drunk yep. and showing up at a place where uh, the person who's left him is and like force not forcing himself upon her, but like basically, uh, you know, getting in her space and not wanting to leave. And it's just yeah. like or, and drinking and drinking enough. Oh, I just need to drink because and it's like, Jesus <laughs> yeah. fucking Christ, is no one listening to these lyrics? Because he's perceived as this like lovely dude oh, no. like, what are you well well that's why i said i'm kind of embarrassed to admit yeah it. <laughs> okay like, i wasn't sure yeah. what aspect of the of maroon no a- adam levine is probably not a great dude and <laughs> yeah. a lot of the lyrics in in a lot of maroon five songs are very like Ugh. yeah but i like it it makes you how does it make you feel it's just like i like his voice is what it is i like his range i mm-hmm. like the, the grittiness of the music like there's there's a lot to it that feels nice to me yeah mm. yeah but I'm also a huge musical theater kid, so you know, there's that. Yeah, he does have kind of a musical quality. Yeah, kind of a Broadway sort of. Almost, yeah, yeah. Like if someone made a Broadway musical, like a, like one of those out of their Mamma Mia kind of thing yeah. by Maroon Five. Yeah, it would probably be good. Ugh. It would be really <laughs> difficult 
story. Yeah, probably. it would. It would be a horrible story to yeah. put. Brett like, Kavanaugh's story. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Well, that's it. If it, if if the videos weren't just like people dancing and were actually reenacting what he's saying, everybody mm. would be like completely turned off by his music. Yeah. And it's there's just no need for that. You no. know, like I just keep thinking over and over again. You're spending a long time with this track, and yeah. you're telling me that these are the lyrics you decide to go with. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. come on, Adam. <laughs> we're here, we're close. <laughs> One more album each. Yeah, I, this is a tough call because there's just a, a lot. Um, I'm gonna go with Ben Folds Five because mm-hmm. uh, that was a really big thing for me, and and like long road trips, particularly mm-hmm. like. <laughs> the six CD changer in the car. And so oh, wow. Are, Damn, fancy drove. car. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Look at uh, Rich Adrian over here. Oh, so rich. My so dad gave me his car for a road trip <laughs> because he was afraid my car would not make it. <laughs> but uh, that said, I have Classic a parent move. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like so driving to New York with like the same five CDs on like over and over on a loop. Uh, so I definitely think that, that Ben Folds 5, the one with Brick on it and mm. uh, 12 Angry... Like, he is um, one of the best live performers. I've ever, mm. Him what, and David Byrne. What style? What I don't know this at all. Oh, uh, it's funny because he's kind of like a geeky metal kid that Ooh. started a band that... He plays piano and they have an upright bass. Uh, like, it, this was when it was Ben Folds 5. Now it's just Ben Folds. Yeah. But I... Uh, I think it was an upright bass or like or bass guitar, a piano and um, a drum kit. Sweet. And, and so, but like he liked the fact that he was kind of a nerdy uh, band kid, and so like they would smash a, a bass <laughs> like it was a guitar, or like they'd stand <laughs> on the piano and like whack it with like a the bench and and oh stuff my God. like that. Um, but that song "Brick" was really really popular in the nineties. Yeah. It's about an abortion. Uh, <laughs> Well, it's a go. real pick me yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I, in live uh, concerts, he tells stories and mm. he makes up songs. And now mm. he does, he tours a lot with symphonies and he'll actually. Oh, cool. Does he still break shit uh, with the symphonies? He, he breaks less shit, but uh, he will. <laughs> he just fucking crowd surfs the violin section. <laughs> I was at a concert in Chicago where uh, somebody yelled out in the audience, rock this bitch. And so he stopped and he wrote a ballad on the spot called Rock This Bitch. Oh, and that so fun. he still does it now uh, where he'll go to the symphony and he'll tell the story about how he made up Rock This Bitch. And he'll then use the entire symphony and make up a song on the spot where he'll be like, hold an E chord. And like, oh, they'll, wow. They'll all play and uh, he'll sit on the piano and make up a song on the spot. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Cool. For me, I guess the other one would be uh, Queen Greatest Hits. Oh, nice. Queen's such a good choice. Man, yeah. Greatest Hits albums are the only reason that Songs About Jane made it onto my answer for this one. Oh, yeah? Because most of my like favorite artists, I actually only listened to their Greatest Hits albums. Yeah. Or, like compilations of their stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, and it's a generational thing as well. Like By the yeah. time I got to Queen, it was a Greatest Hits album. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that's it. Yeah, like I couldn't tell you the track listings on any actual Queen album. <laughs> no, like, me neither, yeah. But Queen's Greatest Hits and Classic Queen were two compilation albums I had growing up that were fantastic. Yes, yeah, And yeah. like I've listened to like, you know, Elvis Costello's complete discography. Oh, so good. But like in specifically that context, right? Yeah. Where it's like, here's like the first 10 years, here's the next 10, you know, it's yeah. like, I don't actually know their albums, but yeah. he's my favorite artist. Yeah. Elvis Costello has some good compilation. I, yeah. Like, I love Elvis Costello. But I saw him live once. Oh. It was wonderful. I wanted to see him live. He was supposed to play with the symphony and my, mm. I was like, you're fucking getting me there, right? And then he canceled and Damn. he didn't show up. Yeah. Elvis. No, it was a bummer. More butts, more butts. More butt questions. More butts. Give me the butt. Past guest of the show, Gabe Chernitsky, asks, what's your favorite salad dressing? Ooh, ooh, there's a really nice one that comes with like a salad pack, you know, like a salad pack, you know, like for people who don't know how to make salads. Yes. (laughs) And uh, and it has like a, well, I I, I really, I wish, I wish, Tom, that I could uh, give you the one that you want. I'm just not sure. (laughs) I'm going to name two. I'm going to name two. Uh, there's one that has like a cranberry, 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 cranberry sauce. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. 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 I and, think I think I'm on the same page here. And and, and it has little cranberries and it has little little nuts and yep. stuff in the same pack. And then another one is a chipotle, uh, little uh, little pack, and it comes with little uh, broken up nachos Ooh. with little fried onions. 
and that like the, a little bit of spice in the salad dressing fucking nice oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I, I used to get those like like you're bad at eating here's a yeah. salad mm-hmm. in a box things all the steps yeah so much packaging so good mm-hmm. there was one that was um it had like a raspberry poppy seed dressing yes 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 yeah yeah yes it had cranberries in it but the sauce so- yes that's it. oh yeah yeah that's yeah. it it's the same one eh yeah so good so good oh fruity on my salad mm-hmm. i like a bit of rice vinegar and olive oil and a little salt <laughs> that sounds lovely oh, doesn't yeah. it tom i honestly like a good like like you know olive oil balsamic vinegar just, mm-hmm. just yeah. I, I just feel like cream dressings like the the lettuce is like help <gasps> well help you know me. what the chipotle is mo- mostly cabbage Cabbage and kale, so like it's quite a solid, oh, sturdy party. thing. Yes, you mix it in, you mix right. it in, and there's a bit of salad dressing on everything, except uh, instead of like a stupid one leaf that has a dollop, and they're like stuck <laughs> yeah. with that. Salads are complicated. Yeah. 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 I had a good salad the other day. Um, there's a, I go to a lot of places that mostly do bagels. Weird. It's like <laughs> I live in Montreal or something. Yeah. Uh, I was at this bagel place with, um, actually with our patron Will, um, grabbing some brunch, and uh, I got like a bagel sandwich uh but on the side i I got an artichoke salad and i gotta say a salad with like artichoke and like little chopped up olives is is probably my absolute favorite thing oh interesting like like salty and like briny and i like yeah artichoke's good yeah i prefer the fruity i prefer the fruity (laughs) fruity salad Fruity salad. Can I go in the butt? Yes, go ahead. <laughs> Indiegogo donor Erica Touchberry. Whoa. I doubt that's how it's pronounced. But that is how it's pronounced. It is? I know her in real cool. life. <laughs> that's very cool. Uh, what do you think the respective responsibilities are of guests and hosts? What does it mean to be a good guest and or good host? Mm. Oh, that's interesting. This is a really interesting one. Uh, I think that the responsibility of the host is to do the things they said they were going to do when the like invitation was made. Oh, mm. oh! If you say there's going to be snacks and there's no snacks, right? I well, that's very baseline upset. like failure. But there are certain expectations <laughs> with like if you say you're going to have like a shower or something. Sure. There's certain anticipate like, and you may not meet those expectations of what somebody thinks that event should look like. Right. If they're maybe a bit older, they might think it might be more formal. Right. Um, yeah. I actually had this issue with our baby shower. Uh, my mom was really offended. Well, she wasn't that offended. Her fiance, who's like 20 years older than her, was offended that I didn't introduce them to people. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was yeah. stoned out of my fucking mind. That, <laughs> that should not have been my responsibility. <laughs> and I'm so used to like our generation where like, you know, if you see strangers in the dining room that you're in and you are the three people in the room, you will just go introduce yourself. Mm-hmm. You'll be like, well, we're going to be at this party for a while. I might as well be like, hey, I'm Kate. But like their generation doesn't do that. Their generation like waits to be introduced. Mm-hmm. And they were so offended that I didn't introduce oh. them to yeah. people. They were like, my mom was like, I, like, I thought it was really rude that you didn't like introduce us to people as your parents. And I was like, well, for one thing, you gave me a lot of weed right before. <laughs> but it really just isn't something I think to do. Right. So I guess in that sense, maybe it's the like, well, I think probably it's the responsibility of the host to like introduce the other guests to each other. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm often far too shy. It Like it's not, mm. I, I'm not waiting for someone to introduce me. I'm just like, oh, okay. Oh, right. Oh, I contact. I know you. Oh God. And it's scary, right. scary, scary to the person I know. Um, but I, I like, I've been, I was told many times growing up that I was a bad host. <laughs> that sentence <laughs> doesn't make any sense. When I Six was year old Kate, you yeah. did not put out the crudita. <laughs> the crudita. The crudita. Right. Yeah, yeah. Six year old Kate. A snack <laughs> uprising, yes. Not put up the crudita. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, no, no, but like, yeah, that I wasn't a good host because I never, I never got people drinks. I never introduced mm, people, right. um, and then it took several years for me to actually start making the effort instead of just mm. laughing it off and being like, "Oh, I am a bad host." It's right. like, oh, I actually have to make an effort. Right? Yeah, my my husband and I have had a lot of conversations because I come from a, a household in which uh, the vibe is, I will get you whatever you want. 
I will, I'll mix you a cocktail. I will, I'll make you a sandwich. I don't care. You, you can ask for, I'll get you whatever you want. Yeah. But also the fridge is over there right. and yeah. there's cups in the cabinet and you help yourself. You make yourself at home. Right. Like mi casa su casa. Yeah. And I, I kind of feel like that familiarity is very homey and inviting. Right. To yes. Me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, whereas like in Michael's household, uh, his mom will do everything. And I think she's very uncomfortable with people like oh. touching things in her house. Right. And and to me, I, I find that less. And she's the most warm, generous host that you could imagine. But it, a certain you feel uncomfortable that you're being waited on. Right, 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 right. right. Yeah. Uh, so there's like a little bit of a discrepancy in terms of like what does it mean to feel welcomed? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think what you were saying like of you're saying mm-hmm. these things. You're like the cups are here. You're welcome. The drinks are here because um, if you get, even after you've opened that door, I think that people like who are used to asking for things yeah. won't feel comfortable going up and just grabbing it but at least right. you're giving them that uh, option you're opening the yeah. door like and i'll yeah. go get that first one and then be like if you want anything like go in the kitchen and do it and then i'll, I'll period like if they've just had an empty glass for a long yeah, time exactly I'll yeah exactly right. yeah but uh also like i think after the first time that they're there you know like you just you, know, you go get a knife and you go do what you gotta do pardon right yeah stab yeah, just, just stab away. Stab. Holy, that took a turn, Adrian. <laughs> like, oh, we're welcome. She really just described how murderers murder, right? Yeah. You get you didn't get comfortable. If you want a drink, just get a drink. I don't know. He's Italian. All of a sudden, murderers are Italian. Uh, that's so. Get yeah. the duct tape out of uh, from under the sink. Yeah, yeah. Stab. Hi-yo. I've been having this weird thing recently where, like, toward the end of the day, my brain gets really cloudy and foggy, uh. and like that happened in the middle of what you were saying, and then I. <laughs> quickly snapped back into and then you just get a knife and i was like uh <laughs> i mean I, I was thinking for cheese but sure right, you yeah. know like if, if you want to stab each other go for it yeah it's that, it's that kind of party yeah yeah i yeah. think there should be i'm just gonna put this out there sure um there, there should be some kind of party structure mm-hmm. that allows uh stabbing of jello like you make little jello uh towers and then you okay. just you just stab it's not satisfying yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Not I'm not stabbing sorry. it to like eat it. Just stabbing. Just stabbing it. Stabbing it. Yeah. Just, Just put the little fruits in there so you've got something to aim for. <gasps> and then you fish them out with a stick. Yes. You it's use like, one of those uh, fondue fork thingies. Yeah. Yeah. This sounds like a fetish party. <laughs> well, what and other kind then... of parties are there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that like it really depends on the type of party you're having, right? Like if you're doing like a little like dinner party then like probably you should definitely introduce everybody who comes in because you know they're going to be around <laughs> yeah. the table together. Yeah. If you're doing something like a house party, right? Mm. Which I feel like our shower was a little bit more like a house party. We just like filled the place with people. There were food on the table. We had some activities people you're could do if around. they wanted to. I was just kind of floating around. <laughs> yeah, you were floating. You were yeah, running. <laughs> yeah, feeling like I was walking through people and thinking out loud. Um, <laughs> and like... When it's that kind of vibe, right, where where at least where the host is very stoned and, and it's, you know, a free-for-all, I don't think it's really the host's job to introduce everybody to each other. No, right? no. When there's a lot of people, I mean, maybe the first few people that show up, but, yeah. like, after that, I don't think it's um, it's that your – I think your main responsibility is to provide uh, uh, sweet and salty yeah. uh, food. That's so important, having a variety of foods. Yes. Mm. That's the one fucking thing. Man, this is <gasps> where I get serious. Shit. The one thing that I feel serious strongly about when it comes to hosting parties is that there is a spread of food Mm, it's gotta be like it's table smackingly serious (laughs) (laughs) like i have to have like cookies i have to have crackers and cheese and like you know like every different jar of like pickled salty something that you can get goodness olives pickled onions pickles like sweet pickled onions like you gotta have like a wide array of things in tiny dishes hey tom can you uh expand on the cookie side of the table sure yeah we got uh chocolate champ yeah we got some oatmeal okay we got those uh maple maple boys that (gasps) are like i love the maple maple. boys i i I eat the uh leaves and then i eat the center afterwards Yeah, you know, you, you gotta have Oh, a that's wonderful. That's it. I'm excited right now. Right? <laughs> Just thinking about it. Well, we'll do like a New Year's party or something. You guys are invited <laughs> and I'll make a spread. You gotta have your like platter too with uh, deli meats and things. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we used to like do a meat and cheese plate. Yeah. And then if the, there's dessert like after. So yeah. we don't no, normally put no, cookies. No, no, 
No, Adrian. Oh, I'm sorry. You're not invited to whatever her dinner party is. Wow, I just had an opinion. That's all I had. I just had an opinion and you shut me out. Adrian. We also tend to do like, (laughs) because my husband's a very good cook, so he'll do like a Thai food night. Oh, fun. And so, yeah, it'll be like generally people who would want to eat you know, spicy Thai food. So yeah, like that, yeah. that's kind of mm. part of the assumption and all the food will be thematically part of that. Paul mm. used to do a mac and cheese nights with his friends and poutine nights where he would like oh, make all fun. these different kinds. And then we have um, a, a tradition called eat fooding, which we do kind of whenever we want. <laughs> it's not like once a year. It's every every few months. And we, we pick out a theme and then we uh, everybody brings a, a dish based on that. Right. So if it's potatoes and it's all potato based, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like the heaviest example. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's so much variety. It's like, I thought you were going to go like, if it's like Chinese, we all bring Chinese food of various kinds, but you just went with potato. <laughs> no, but you're cooking. You're cooking. Right. Some of them are fast food. Some some of them are. Some of them are. Oh, man. That we all just bring enough. one tater. <laughs> potato party. And we talk, talk. And stab, <laughs> stab the potato. Worst fetish. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh man! Well, that feels like a good place to end. Sure, sure. Cool. always cool. good to end on a fetish. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> my brain got real foggy about five minutes ago. Right when I said my brain got foggy, yeah. I'm still very foggy. Suddenly, <laughs> it's super fun. <laughs> If you guys like this episode, consider supporting us on Patreon. For as little as a dollar a month, you can add questions to the turtle's butt. And for as little as $5 a month, you can have a featured question on the show. So, you know, do that. It's real nice. And we need your money. (laughs) Uh, And the support, the emotional support that comes with having the money. We're all very needy. And we would not be here if we did not want your approval. It's true. (laughs) Oh, I guys, I need it so much. So much. <laughs> so much. I, I realized that I was saying the same thing to Paul twice in like two days of like someone I admire gave me a positive comment and I was just like over the moon and it's like, do I, re- I need this so much. <laughs> so much. If you're listening to this and you want to make us feel good emotionally, leave a comment. Tag us in a tweet or something, you know? Yeah. Tell us that you like us or... <laughs> Leave a rating and review on Stitcher and Apple Podcasts telling yes. us that you like us and that we should be happy. You could even direct it specifically toward one of us if you want to. Oh my goodness. If you do that, then Kate might cry. I might I might just I might just lose it. I'm getting real foggy too, man. Make it speed it up, right, speed right. it up. Oh man. Uh share this episode with a friend who has uh, strong views about fish. Uh maybe someone who's in a different generation from you. That could oh be fun. yeah. Yeah. Somebody uh, who likes to stab jello for sexual <laughs> gratification. Yeah. Share this episode with uh, a medium that you know. <laughs> yes. Who's also an actor. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at Down With Talking and each of us individually. I'm at Tom Zalatni. I'm at Boxless Thoughts at Red Random. Does anyone have anything to plug bearing in mind this comes out on October sixteenth? I'm older now. Congratulations. Happy birthday yesterday. Thank you. Oh, and happy birthday to Eli as well, who's is on the 14th. Oh, my sister too. Whoa. Yeah. You have a sister with the birthday the day before yours? Yeah. Second batch. Whoa. Second batch. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's wild. Yeah. Yeah. And my brother's the 10th. Wow. Yeah. Is it like nine months away from an anniversary or something? Uh, It's like February. Wait, what do you mean? Like, is there like a date that your parents were doing it and then like all the kids came out with the same birthday? Oh, God, I don't know. Well, the second batch was a different lady. So I guess maybe my dad has a tradition. Oh, that maybe. He's like... <laughs> maybe it's like a birthday. I don't know. You might want to look into it. I'm going to make a phone call. <laughs> dad. <laughs> Just look at his calendar if there's like a, a day circled in red that's no. like doing it. Like no. fucking. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. Sorry. No plugs. No plugs. No plugs. No. Sure. no. You've got a show. You've got I, two shows. I do have. I have a Hemingway show, I think, on the 21st. And I, I think on the 20th, there's House Team. So uh, 90 BPM. That sounds right. I think Ooh. I'm photographing both of those unless I have a newborn. 
Cool. Yeah. At Montreal Improv, right? Montreal Improv? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just like we just assume everybody listening knows yeah. where, if we, where we do shows. If you're in the area and you're about to come see a show and you're listening to this podcast, I bet you know where it is. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's yeah, true. That's very true. Uh, on October 27th at 7 p.m. at Montreal Improv, I'm going to be in an Armando show again, as long as I don't have a newborn baby preventing me from doing oh, that. Oh, sure. is it? October 27th. Because I'm in, I'm in an Armando show on the 26th. Oh, cool. Hey. Yeah. That's fun. Huh. My, the squint I'm sending you is, are we in the same show and one of us fucked up the date? That is very possible. <laughs> <laughs> the Montreal Improv Theater uh, calendar. Yeah. 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 Uh, special thanks to Crackers and Jam for letting us use the title track of their EP Benson as our theme music. You can find all their music for sale at crackersandjam.bandcamp.com. This show is produced and edited by Tom Zalatni of the Upford Network. You can find out about all our great shows at upfordnetwork.com. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Bye. See you next week. <laughs> I was like, we need like a sign-off phrase. Oh, <laughs> I just say bye. Crackers and jam. How do you like your fish? No. <laughs> so much fish. And as always, don't forget to smoke your sandwich. <laughs> <laughs>